Palm Sunday, when the itinerant teacher and his ragtag followers came south from Galilee to Judea's capital city, Jerusalem. How could the ambiance of the city and its temple not include the opportunistic jostling for advantage that made the poor invisible and their plight nearly hopeless? I mentioned in this pulpit a few years ago that I formerly assumed the crowds shouting Hosanna as he rode in were issuing paeans of praise like Alleluia, but not so. Hosanna is a cognate of Hoshana in ancient Aramaic. It means, please help us. The plea would change the feel of that scene from the celebratory one we are accustomed to. Such desperation focuses the extremity of the wretched and their dead-end hopelessness. These were outsiders to all the maneuvering by those within, the vested inside every city's monolith of power. The story includes a crowd being stirred up against Jesus. Manipulating fear and anger, demagoguery tends to drive decency into hiding. Think of poor Peter, the forever friend of Jesus, who, when the mob was whipped up, denied even knowing him. And, no surprise, demagoguery can force decency to stand up and die, as it did with Jesus. You can't tell where they all came from or how the various forces against him combined, but he went to the cross faithful to himself, to his friends, to the truth as he understood it, and to God as he understood the deity. And he was faithful to all, including the poor, equally loved. In a phrase of Solzhenitsyn, he was faithful to the final inch. The Roman imperial monolith, with its law, its order, its smug presumption of eternal destiny, its ready access to force, killed him, the decent man. This execution was not possible at the hands of Jews. His killer was Rome. Only Rome had the power to take life, and the cross was a Roman instrument of torture and execution. Jesus, powerless on the cross, bet his life 
that goodness will outlast all that opposes it in this world. Convinced was he that we are all one with each other, the weapon that cracks the monolith of power and over time shatters it into pebbles as continual acts of ordinary decency. We all know that too many of the world's poor are lethally ignored by uncaring governments. Think of televised images of refugees from the killing in Syria. Poor, helpless, on the run, trying to survive in the cold mud before a wall, halting their hope-filled journey toward freedom. Cries of such as they ring out as current as today's news in Aramaic, Ho-Sha-Na. Jane Hirschfield, a Marin County poet, once movingly wrote a statement that fits perfectly into the Palm Sunday account. Life is fragile, she said, small, perennially vulnerable, and wants to be held softly. The statue of justice, I now think, is blindfolded so we cannot see it weeping. The scales tremble in its hand, and that is what we call balance. In our own uncertain time, the people around the world who have nothing but what they have in Jesus still plead for help, and we must decide for decency again and again and again. If that religious act, prayer, means anything, surely Blake was right. Prayer is mental fight. Fight for the better angels of our nature, as President Lincoln said on the eve of the nation's darkest hour ever. Through that determination and its paramount implication that we are all together, by our continued acts of decency, a new reality emerges. The crucified, generous, merciful Jesus lives again within the people, specifically including you and me.